Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 120 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, as always. That's good. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSAN, White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you tonight, today? I uh, feel like I have 15 points of articulation. Okay. <laughs> That's way too many. Yeah, that is. That is. We've got a great That's show. For other people to guess. <laughs> yeah. Great show. Another great show today. We're going to recap last week's races. Had a few going on. We're going to talk about F1. Tops had a kind of surprise where they had giving away American Grand Prix promo packs, kind of like they did in Miami. So we're going to talk about that. We've got some information in to the news desk about that. We're going to talk about Kenner starting lineups. They released NASCAR for a few years. So we're going to talk about that, deep dive into that. And then we're going to finish the show with King's Court. So that's a lot of information, extra value this week for everybody. So Indeed. If you're enjoying the show, please give us a like, share the podcast YouTube channel. So I guess uh, let's get into it, gentlemen. Last week at the Camping World Truck Series, that was race number 22, and that was the 26th annual Baptist Health 200, and that was Saturday, October 22nd, Homestead Miami Speedway. Ty Majeski was our winner. Highest finish rookie was Corey Heim at position five. That was the last race before Phoenix. So the top four have been locked in with Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, Chandler Smith, and Ben Rhodes, last year's champion. And missing the cut, Stuart Friesen, Christian Eckes, Grant Infinger, and John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek, which I was surprised at. Yep, me too. So, Tom Jeske seems like out of those last races, he's got two wins. So, I think he's got the the mojo going. So, we will see. But the last race, uh, this is it. The top four. One of them will be champion in 2022. And that's going to be the Lucas Oil 150 at Phoenix Raceway. And that's Friday, November 4th at 10.15 p.m. Uh, stages for Phoenix Raceway, end of lap 45, end of lap 90. And end of lap 150. So we still have another week, but uh, somebody's birthday is November 4th. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Could be me. I don't know. <laughs> Could be you. Could be me. Probably, probably you. Of course, I didn't have my one thing up here for Ty Majeski, but we talked about his cards just the other day. Let me, bear with me. Yeah, Tom Majeski's on fire right now. He is on fire at the right time. Yeah, so Tom Majeski, we talked about, like I said, a few, I guess it was the other week, that he has cards in 2017, but they're signatures with Panini Absolute, Tools of the Trade signatures, Panini Select signatures, Torque Trackside signatures. So that's all he has is in 2017 is signatures, and Panini does this sometimes. 2018 he has next in line, but that's that uh, insert set that uh, Haley Deegan's in as well. So that's 2018 Dunrush. There's only three versions of that, parallels for that. But then in 2018, he's Panini certified signatures. 
He's in 2018 Prime, 2018 uh, Prime Jebo patches. He does not have a base card until 2021 Dunruss, if you believe it. So, and there is a, I think Logan used the word buttload of parallels in 2021 <laughs> Dunruss. <laughs> and to make it matters worse, he's got two cards. He's got like a base card, the 112, and then the retro 1988 version, card number 189. So, uh, and then he's also in Dunruss Optic and race day relic so a lot of time and jesse but he's one of those kind of weird situations where he's got a lot of cards but not base really until 2021 i can't remember if we talked about it with him prior to this but are you going for the 2018 or the 2021 stuff in in searching for rookie cards because it's that muddy water with the insert autograph scenario yeah i like the 2018 next in line because it got the Haley Deegan and a few others. Um, Harrison Burton, I think, off the top of my head, and a few others. So I do like that. 2018 is only the two other parallels besides the base. So what about you guys? I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think 2018 next in line is the one I would be going for. I'm torn. Like, I, I, it's tradition for me. So. I would probably do both. I hate to say it in that situation. It's not somebody that I would probably buy, but if I you know, pulled it, I'd probably do both just to cover my bases. And maybe it's because I already have some of the 2018 when I was, you know, opening 2018 Dunra. So those next in lines I put aside, kind of like rated rookies to me. So I just kind of put them to the side. So again, we're talking about truck series. We'll see how well he does and if he moves up to Xfinity. Uh, we'll see how his progression progression goes. So, and then Corey Heim, you know, highest finishing rookie this race, and his rookie cards are in twenty twenty two Dunruss. He's he's in the rated rookies there with the different mm-hmm. parallels, printing plates, twenty twenty two signature series, and then in Chronicles, he's in a few different parallels or or brands. I guess you should say inside of Chronicles with the clearly Dunruss. Those are pretty cool. Magnitude, those are pretty cool. The Obsidian, Obsidian Signatures, Pinnacle, Pinnacle sign, Autographs, the Select, Select Autographs, and Spectra. I updated my uh, my list, Jason. Wow. Oh, and by the way, Haley finished, I think, what, 17th in the truck race? It's about right for her, I think. Yeah, she's starting to do better. Yeah. Then moving over to the Xfinity Series. That was race number 31, and that was the 28th annual Contender Boats 300, and that was Saturday, October 22nd at Homestead Miami Speedway. Noah Greskin was our winner. Highest-finishing rookie was Austin Hill at position 9. Ty freaking Gids came in second. Yeah, he was closing at the end of that, you know, but it, there just wasn't enough laps left. Yep. I was saying it was kind of a boring race to me, but yep. if you want to throw up the slide for Noah Gregskin, his rookies are 2017 Dunruss Signatures and then 2017 Panini Absolute, like you'll see there on the left with the different parallels and printing plates for that. Also 2017 Panini Select like you see on the right, and then 2017 Panini Torque track size signatures. Couldn't find a photo for that, but 
So those are his uh, his base cards. So he's moving up to Cup, and he's won what their four races, five races here in the last last little bit. And yeah, he's won eight total this season so far. Yeah, he's he's uh, doing very very well. So I, it feels like Kyle Larson last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's done. He's done. Uh, he's done good. Highest finishing rookie was Austin Hill. I, I should be able to recite these by. <laughs> you should. But 2021 Dunrust, two cards there with the base and the retro 88s and the Logan title buttload of parallels <laughs> with optic, parallels, optic signatures, printing plates and Dunrust. And then in Chronicles, Zenith and Spectra. And I think uh, Jason, your your purchase there is you know is going to be good there. Which one? This uh, Austin Hill with the Zenith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For like two or three bucks, and then also in twenty twenty one Panini Prism, just signature sessions. So I have a feeling he's going to work his way up to RCR. So. Mm-hmm. I think so too. But but we'll see. One more race. Before the playoffs, before Phoenix, or playoffs, before the final championship race, I should say, they're going to be in Martinsville Speedway, and that's Dead on Tools 250, and that's Saturday, October 29th at 3 p.m. Stages for Martinsville Speedway, end of lap 60, end of lap 120, and the end of lap 250. Yeah, that's going to be a good race. It's got, it's got to be better than the race this past weekend. It was a snooze fest. <laughs> yeah, it was. And with the points kind of shaking out the way they are, no Greskin, Josh Berry locked in, up for grabs, two spots, Ty Gibbs plus 30, AJ Amendinger plus five. And after him for that, those spots, Justin Allgaier minus five, Austin Hill, our rookie there, minus seven, Sam Mayer minus 28, and Brandon Jones minus 39. That's probably Sam Mayer and, and Brandon Jones, they're going to have to win that race. But I think the three of them are pretty tight together. AJ Amendinger, Justin Allgaier, and Austin Hill. So uh, Ty would need Ty Gibbs would need a catastrophic failure or something for him to drop. But uh, it's going to be an interesting race. So a few spots up for grabs. Moving over to the Cup Series, that was the 24th annual Dixie Vodka 400. That was Sunday, October 23rd at Homestead Miami Speedway. Kyle Larson was our winner there. Highest finishing rookie was Austin Cendrick. Kind of seemed like a snooze fest as well. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to sleep just thinking about it. (laughs) Every once in a while we get those, but... Is that... I thought that was Bella. (laughs) What? Kyle Larson, 2013. Thank you. 2000... Oh, I pulled up the wrong one. I was pulled out... Hold on. There we go. 2013 Press Pass Fanfare. You'll see those on the left with the base version there. with And then also a red parallel hall foil die cut. That's the one down on the bottom right. There's autographs with silver, gold, red, blue, and green. Also 2013 total memorabilia from press pass card number 47 only a few parallels for that red gold and black 
And then Rising Star Autographs, that's the one that's on the top right. That's the gold version there, but there's a base gold to 99, a blue to 25, and melding to 5. And those have become very hard to find all Kyle Larson's. So yeah. after his championship year last year. Do you remember when we had that box of total memorabilia we opened up at your house and we were picking? And I think I think one of the last cards was Kyle Larson and Tyler, my son Tyler picked it. <laughs> and because and I remember him saying, Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. And my son was right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and since Tyler knew about him, I started picking up his uh, his cards and getting them autographed and stuff too. So yeah, he he's been is a phenomenal talent. So yeah, he sure is. Uh, highest other uh, highest finishing rookie was Austin Sendrick, and he's in 2018 Donruss Phenoms, 2018 Panini Certified. Card number 88 with the parallels, Panini certified mirror gold version. Gold, there's mirror versions as well. 2018 Panini Prism scripted signatures, only signatures in 2018 Panini Prism, and then 2018 Victory Lane. He's got a base card there with parallels, printing plates, and then Victory Lane signatures for Austin Sindrick. Next race, one race till Phoenix Championship. They're going to be in Martinsville Speedway. That's the Xfinity 500. That's Sunday, October 30th at 2 p.m. Stages for Martinsville Speedway. End of lap 130, end of lap 260, and end of lap 500. It's going to be a long one. Yeah, I'm hoping Denny Hamlin can win that race. That's that's my pick. Yeah, we'll need it. He'll need it because Joey Logano's locked in. He's the only one. But then... All bets are off. Ross Chastain, plus 19. Chase Elliott, plus 11. William Byron, plus 5. Denny Hamlin's the first one looking in, minus 5. Ryan Blaney, minus 18. Christopher Bell, minus 33. And Chase Briscoe, minus 44. Those two have a longer shot, but a win, and they're in. So Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, and Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, anybody could be in those other three spots. Yeah, Ross Chastain has finished second in the last two races. He's he's doing really, really well. I think he'll probably get in to the championship four, but you better watch out because there's a lot of payback due to him. He he if he gets into the championship four, he's not gonna win the championship. I, I hate to say it, <laughs> but he is he has made so many people so mad this year that I think I think payback will be handed out at the championship race in Phoenix. If he was makes. you, there, there was all kinds of stuff on the, on Twitter and stuff like that about, you know, being chastained. And there was one, I guess it was like police were chasing a car and they were going all these zigzags. And it was like Ross Chastain avoiding you know, all, <laughs> all the folks that are trying to crash him. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Denny Hamlin and, and those guys, you know, do they take him out in Martinsville or if he makes it in and then, in Phoenix, forget about it. He might as well park. Well, you know, that could happen in Martinsville. They, they, they might, Denny Hamlin's, you know, if, if he can get, go out soon enough, that could get Denny Hamlin in. So Denny Hamlin could do a double whammy and uh, help, help, help his own self out. I just had pictures of, you know, when Denny bumped Chase Elliott, if that's Ross Chastain for the win. 
So it could be interesting at Martinsville. You never know. We'll see. Exactly. Yeah, this race was a snooze fest for sure. This one was a snoozer. Larson dominated the whole thing. He won all the stages, everything. It was it was a nothing race. It really was. It was boring as hell. Marsville should be a lot better. It will Mo- be. Moving over to Formula One. That was the 2022 United States Grand Prix. And that was Sunday, October 23rd at the Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas. Max Verstappen was our winner. I missed some of that race or most of that race. I don't know. It didn't get recorded for me. Yeah, it was actually a really good race. Actually, it was the most exciting race of the weekend. <laughs> it had had more action than all the other races, I think, combined. It was actually pretty good. And with that win, Max Verstappen is up to 13 wins. Was it 13 or 14 is the, the record? 13 is the record. He's tied yeah. the record. So he, he could break the record. Point standing, Charles Leclerc is in second, minus 124. Sergio Perez is in third, minus 126. So the second place is still way up for grabs. Yeah, that was a great race because uh, Max had a bad pit stop. I think the front left tire gun had an issue, and he got way behind, and but he came through the field. That's what was what was really exciting is he came through the field and at the end was I think on lap 50 he he passed Lewis Hamilton for the lead and never looked back because the race was like 56 laps. Yeah, so that was that was that was cool to watch him come through the field like that and take the lead back even after having adversity like he did in the pits. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton finished second. Led he led nine laps. Max Verstappen led 40. Yeah, and you know, with this win, Red Bull took the Constructors' Championship as well. So, congratulations to Red Bull for taking the. Taking yeah, the I don't want to say it's it's great, but it seems like not as a, as dramatic as last year. You know, we're going down to like in NASCAR, we got to go to the last race to get it decided, and here we are, a few races out, and it's already been decided. Max and and Red Bull champion. So, yeah, but. Uh, next race, Mexican Grand Prix, and that's Sunday, October 30th at 4 p.m., and that is in Mexico City. That, that'll be a good race, too. Uh, I'd like to see Max break the all-time win record for Formula One at that race. We'll see what happens. I have a feeling he's he's going to. Uh, there's, what, three races left, I believe? So He's got a good chance. I mean, he, he's won 13 races, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed that he would have won have have won so many and Lewis Hamilton hadn't won any uh this year. So Charles Leclerc's won three, Sergio Perez three, Carlos Sands won. So Yeah. There was a microsecond in my, my little pea brain where I thought Lewis Hamilton might win. <laughs> but when I saw the lap times and how he was closing down on, on how Max was closing down on everybody, I thought, no, Lewis doesn't have a chance. I thought I thought it would go further in before he Max passed him, like maybe lap 52, 53, somewhere in there. But man, he was charging and he he got him on lap 50. Well, we'll move over to the next segment. Talking about F1. Uh, I think it was Friday, maybe that Tops put out a little tweet that kind of got everybody in a little uh wet their whistles or whatever, where they get ready for this weekend's U.S. Grand Prix with the Wallpaper Wednesday. I guess it was Wednesday when they talk, they put it out. But if you're heading to the race, 
This weekend, don't forget to stop by the Tops booth for the F1 Fan Zone to pick up your free pack. So they had some contests and giving away some, I think it was for Chrome, stuff like that. Chrome and Sapphire, I think. Yeah, th- I think there were some different things there. Uh, one of the folks that I, I was chatting with on Twitter said that early in the weekend, it seemed like they were a bit stingy with those giving away those packs. And Saturday that they uh, sat in line for their photo booth and, came, and the person came by and handed us packs like three or four times. So he got said about six packs on Saturday, Sunday for, on the way out. They noticed that they had handfuls tops did of the cards and he, he got like 15 packs. So uh, they did the Sapphire packs and st- stuff super limited in the super early mornings, both days. Uh, but he didn't uh, mess w- with any of that. And so those packs that they were giving away had five cards, a pack with a cover card. I don't understand so, why they were 2020s, though. No, so they were, well, they were giving away free packs. Not So they weren't giving, I guess I should have put this slide up. They were giving out packs of new cards, something like this, but they were doing other stuff for Sapphire and kind of, I think, prizes for doing stuff at the booth. So I probably okay. So because I hadn't seen what they were, and I knew previously was it Miami where they given yes. packs away. Okay, yes, and those yeah, yeah. had the new design, and I hadn't seen what had come out from this weekend yet. Okay, that yeah. makes it that tweet's yeah. So confusing. it was yeah, it was, and that was part of it. it. Was like all right, well, come by for a pack, and they had the images of you know the the other packs, right. But then once the photos start getting out saying no, and to your point, Jason, the Mi- the Miami Grand Prix were very similar to this, but it was just the car. I really like these because it actually shows the driver. And so there are 20 cards in the set. This is what- all the drivers. Yep. Everybody from the starting grid. You can see Lewis Hamilton uh, in the green and right below Max Verstappen. Sergio Perez next to him. So they look awesome. The back is kind of generic, so they're not numbered or anything like that. But one of the really cool little tidbits while I was looking through Twitter and the feeds was this one here. And this is from the Formula One trading card collector chat buy and sell on Facebook. But there is a picture of the case. And here's a picture of a blown up. There's It's box 17 of 17 with 600 packs in it so there's 2550 of each driver so i don't know if how limited that is but because when you look at some of the tops f1 print runs they're higher than that yeah that's kind of like uh 1990s limited (laughs) you know what i mean well i I would say if it was sixty thousand of each then yeah but to your point but I thought they were, they were pretty cool. I don't know you guys, your thoughts on them. Oh, I did have a, oh, I think I had closed it. I was looking on some of the eBay prices. Max Verstappen's going for like in the uh, close to 100. Some of the other ones are going for about $20 a piece, 15. Yeah, I looked up. Driver. He's like 30, 35 bucks. Who's that? Sebastian Vettel. Okay. He's like 30, 35 bucks. So I was really, it's really cool that Tops did this, and I just wish Panini would do something, anything like this. Yeah, this, 
like Phoenix would be a great one, right? End of the end of the season and having cards for the top forty or whatever. I like yeah. this. I wish any anytime there's a promo at an event or like with a food product, I'm in. I wish they were numbered, but the, you know, obviously there's probably more money. But then I also consider if there's say 25 card, how many people were at the race that aren't card collectors that opened them, looked at them, left them on the seat, you know, didn't oh, yeah. take them home. So how many of these were thrown away? So I always consider that stuff. And I know a lot of people don't, but. Well, no, right. So uh, Logan, we, you know, we've talked about this before. So when you get something for free, right, they're not thinking it has any, maybe has any value or not. So cause right. they didn't, pay anything for them to your point and if somebody came around and they were getting them sunday late and somebody handed them 10 packs well they don't know that well they were super stingy earlier in the week or the or saturday and then sunday they were just giving them out so uh you know some people were our collectors and were trying to get multiple packs and and so but you have those that were kind of clueless and to your point get thrown into a into a drawer or look at them for a while and then just throw them in the trash because so we'll see but i i like them i like them a lot a lot better than the miami with just the cars yeah this is kind of like shades of 1972 stp you know <laughs> when you think about it you 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 get them given to you uh you're like what is this crap and they just pitch them like like you say so i think you know even though there was 20 2550 of each one produced though you know there's going to be a lot that never hit the market or you know also some kids got in and of course you know they're going to play with them instead of trying right. to put you know in good shape so you're going to have a lot of cards that are not going to be in good shape um so i think i think long term these will probably be really good collectibles but right now i'm going to wait as far as me buying them i think Prices will probably come back down after the excitement wears off, and I will try to pick mine up a little bit cheaper than what they're going for now. So before we go into the next segment, I want to ask, and I've been meaning to ask this, and it's never really come up, but the opportunity kind of came up a few minutes ago. You guys watch, and especially Logan, you guys watch these races way more than I do. And even when I'm watching, I'm doing other stuff. You know, I'm half paying attention. Have you guys seen any commercials for Panini racing cards during a NASCAR race? A NASCAR race? No. No, never. Okay. Do you think wrestling falls above or below racing cards on the totem pole? Above. <laughs> to, to validate your point, during various wrestling shows... Panini has aired card uh, commercials for trading cards. And when we talk about sports and collectibles and wrestling is totally scripted and everybody knows that. And it's like, why are they putting so much money into commercials for a license that we already know they're losing in a couple of years? Because, they got it, but then Topps already signed back with WWE for whenever Panini's contract is done. Why are they not putting this money into NASCAR? Like, it doesn't make any sense, and I know we talk about this all the time, but it's not like I saw a commercial during wrestling once. I see it every week. Mm. 
Well, I know that they, I guess, had taken their advertising budget and put it into Gray Galding when they had that for, I guess, it was a year or two. But to your point, you know, I haven't seen any commercials and they're not sponsoring any cars. So I, I don't know if they're just very content with the NASCAR market the way it is. They don't want to grow it. It takes extra work or a risk of spending that money. And it's disheartened that, you know, that they don't try harder than us. <laughs> well, and it's especially upsetting because the product that I keep seeing is the NXT cards. And as far as wrestling goes, NXT is like middle, middle of the road. But those hobby boxes are down to like $50, $55. Why are we not putting the money towards prism racing or national treasures racing or even don russ where those are 7500 or more dollar boxes i wish i knew uh you could, yeah, we've, the roi doesn't make sense we've mentioned it to them before but we we what we'd like to see like maybe at the beginning of the year do daytona 500 or like what val said do it at homestead maybe have have all the top 16 drivers or whatever in a set and then have a redemption maybe for the champion, you know, and have a special card for that. I mean, that there, there's all there's a lot you can do, and I don't know why right. they're not doing that. I, I think that would be just incredibly cool for them to do something like that. Well, I think you know, with with NASCAR the way it is and their license, and they probably have to go above and beyond. And if they're going to do something on the track, work with the track. But you know, if it was a cost thing, I thought if they went the sticker route. It would be cheaper to do stickers and do sticker books and whatever else, or try to go after the yeah. kids. But I, I don't know. Uh, there's got to be some reason, but it just seems like that NASCAR is an afterthought. There's that group of diehard, and they can count on them. They're not trying to grow it. I was hoping through at least pandemic that we would get, you know, some advertising or whatever. Because I've done it before, and I don't know if it's maybe. NBC on the NASCAR and NBC or the Fox where I'd seen during spring training or whatever tops commercials with either mock-up cards of the, of the players and stuff like that. And it's like, well, how come, you know, we can't get an ad like that with some cards or Dunruss or, you know, whatever it is. And it just is, is we never get it. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, not to change the subject completely, but, can I put that? I'm gonna put that uh, that picture back up of all the the F1 cards from the U.S. Grand Prix. Yeah. I'll show you something real quick. I saw. Yeah, there we go. Notice that the Lewis Hamilton and George Russell names are in black, where the rest of them are in blue. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was strange that those two were in black. Right. Where the rest of them were in blue. But anyway, I just I just wanted to point that out. Good eye. Let's uh, move over to our next. A segment Kenner starting lineups. There was a time during the late 90s where Kenner starting lineups were being made and they were making them for all the different sports. So, oh, and they were so hot. That was during a time where I was getting up at two, three in the morning and going to every Walmart I could to try to find Hot Wheels and starting lineups. <laughs> so not to and i'm sure we'll all tell stories but in conjunction with what we're in our area called hills and the, the local hills in fairmont west virginia they used to 
on the back, take a Sharpie and put Hills 21, like 21 was their store number, on the back of the starting lineup boxes. And then another store would take a hole punch and punch a hole in it because they knew damage boxes, people don't want them as much. That's how crazy it was. It's wow. kind of like today where they have limits on the cards. Like these things were super hot. And I know we're jumping the gun, but. That's that's terrible. <laughs> I can't believe somebody would do that. What were they, right. hole punch? The, the so they would just take like, yeah, the card, the carding. Okay. They would just like take a single hole punch and do the top corner, and then people, you know, people obviously aren't as interested because if they keep it in the package and the package is damaged, then lower value. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So here, uh, the first year was 1997, and this is from. Let's see. Why can't I see the? <laughs> I put the verbiage on it. So it was 1997. Uh, the starting lineup had a newsletter. Like during that time, everybody had a club, and starting lineup had a club. And so this was from volume four, number four of the article in there. And it says, if you can't read it, so Auto Racing's finest driver speed onto the scene in a frantic drive to bring you the best in sports. The starting lineup team has at last as long last delivered the much anticipated starting lineup winner circle collection. At some points we wondered if we were ever going to get out of the pits, the licensing discussions and design elements for the driving suits presented much more challenges than the turns at Pocono raceway. After consulting with some in-house racing aficionados we developed a list of must do drivers as work started we found some problems in our selections and in executing the current artwork for the driver's suits our manufacturing locations worked overtime to perfect the latest designs and product is due to hit store shelves in mid-september and so that's jeff gordon ward burton dale earnhardt senior bobby labani dale jared Dale Waltrip, it's supposed to be Daryl Waltrip, John yep. Force, and Mike Skinner. So, yep. okay, so we have two typos for Pocono Raceway and Waltrip. Uh-huh. <laughs> and eight, so this is 97. Seven. Started, last, yep. started in 1988, so it took yep. almost 10 years for this to happen. And this is 25 years ago, and at, even at that point, they are expressing their um, issues with licensing with uh, NASCAR and the sponsoring. So it's like the same problems forever. Yep. Welcome to NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they made this. The Mike Skinner did they? I don't. Think- uh, I don't. I don't know. We'll take a note. I have the checklist from. I think it was one of the from Tough Stuff, whatever. So when we get to that point, uh, I do have an, a page. So during, well. Part of it is where I was going with this. So NASCAR was getting really hot in the mid nineties. And so that might've helped bring it finally to fruition. So, but in 97, I believe they tough stuff produced uh, a magazine or magazine, um, softbound book. There's really an excellent source of information and a checklist. So what that. Uh, article says this is from the book 
that their complete set is 10. There's also six Canadian cards, which I wasn't sure about. Uh, and then in the article here, or the, the verbiage is Canada's Winter Circle series introduces many starting lineup collectors to the world of oval raceways and the NASCAR drivers that race on them. In 1997, there's an American and also a Canadian set release. This version does not include the John Force, the only driver that doesn't race NASCAR. He's NHRA. Drivers include Warburton, Dale Earnhardt, John Force, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, and Darrell Waltrip. So, so yeah, the Mike Skinner is, is not on this list. Earnhardt and Gordon appear with and without sponsor logos. Labonte can be found with either blonde or black hair, and a package variant of Labonte exists. Although the tentative list of drivers include Mike Skinner and Jeremy Mayfield, they were never produced. And so what I really love about these Tough Stuff uh, softbound book is the case assortments. So if you're not familiar with Kenner starting lineups, they were packaged certain ways in certain cases. And if you look on the outside, it gives you a number. So you have a, a 0.08, 0.09, and 0.10. And so you can see if you had a 0.08 case that you would have six Dale Earnhardt's, five Jeff Gordon's, three Dale Jarrods, and two Darrell Waltrips. And then you can see for the, the nine. So the 10 case, so the 10 case was cut from the set case 10 assortments may vary so that's where the mike skinner was in jeremy mayfield so you can see like some cases you have to they exist in different variations so the john force they said existed right so there's five in that 10 case so the 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 10 case was then changed a different assortment but anyway you can see at the bottom the dale Earnhardt with the Burger King logo and without the Burger King logo. And then Jeff Gordon with the Pepsi logo and without the Pepsi logo. Does it ever say, or do either of you know why there's a with and without on some of these logos? I, I think it had something to do with all of the sponsorship issues that they, or the, uh, the sponsor issues that they had, you know, just making sure, Hey, you know, we're gonna if we're gonna put the Burger King logo on there, we gotta get their approval. Or maybe they put it on and they did get it approved. I don't know. It could be something like that. Right. So there's a little, you know, a few different variations to collect. So that's pretty cool. And then with the Bobby Labani with the blonde or the black hair. And then yeah. on that image on the right hand side, like that Ward Burton on the bottom, underneath the Ward Burton and Dale Hunter, they say Canadian. So you can see the different packaging where the winter circle logo is different i wonder so, if the cards are no, different no, too ahead. say that again so i wonder if the cards are different i wonder on the back if they have uh, french french on the back Ooh, that's good see and half the people would never know because they didn't open this stuff exactly <laughs> um i was looking for the mike skinner before we realized that he wasn't made in 97 but he was made in a I'm wondering if they just took, wondering if they actually made it and then held it or if they just never made it until the following year. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering who they ask who the good driver should be because there's some of these drivers, nothing against some of these guys, but, you know, like Kenny Wallace and Mike Skinner and those guys that appear later, um, you know, they, they certainly weren't as popular as some of the other guys, and there were more popular drivers than them. 
yeah, I guess a lot of it had to do with all the sponsorship thing again. You know, who could we get approved to put this product right. out? So that's probably I was, what it was. I was actually wondering because I don't, especially way back when, I don't know who, what teams these guys were on. Maybe they were on the same team as somebody else and they said, well, you can get both of them. Yeah, maybe. Because Mike Skinner was, uh, I think at the time he was running the Lowe's car, which was uh, with Childress, so he would be with Earnhardt. So that that could be. It could have been a package deal. If you want Dale, you got to take Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, could be. So I have the 1998 Volume Five, Number Three, article, and you can see there. There's a lot of verbiage there. <laughs> So it says, uh, starting lineup is pleased to offer the biggest names in motorsports in this 1998 assortment. The big news is in the little details which set starting lineup apart in the world of sports collectibles. The racing helmets now more closely resemble the actual helmets by applying a special lacquer to the helmets. We've been able to give them a highly glossy finish that race fans have come to recognize. In addition, we've added more uniform detail, including the addition of the red stripe trim to Dale Earnhardt's pant legs and sleeves and adding Jeff Gordon's website address, which now appears on his uniform. Ooh, the website, that's a good, that's going to be big. Yeah, that's going to be big, but that was on the back, so you never did get to see it. <laughs> Kenny, Wallace, Kenny Wallace and Kenny Irwin are both featured in new uniforms, Square D and Texaco Haviland, respectively. Kenny Irwin's uniform also has a pearl essence look, which provides the uniform with a glossier look. Rusty Wallace appears in his regular uniform in ratio 4 and a new Elvis uniform in ratios 2 and 3. Wallace wore this uniform in the Las Vegas 400 in March. John Force, seven-time NHRA Winston champion and the fastest man in NHRA, NHRA history, housed 323.89 miles an hour, grab you, is depicted in the Elvis uniform he wore at the 29th annual Gator National in Gainesville, Florida, and the 11th annual Penzoy Na- Nationals in Memphis. Mm-hmm. In ratio one, Jeff Gordon appears in a new movie uniform based upon the movie Jurassic Park. Ooh, that's, a, that's a good one. They might spawn off sequels. Gordon, who has won 10 Winston Cup Series races this year as we went to press, continues as one of the great drivers in NASCAR. Jeff's pose in this new uniform is an existing pose. Later in the year, the ratio two and four, Gordon appears in his 1998 uniform in a new victory pose. Here, Gordon has his hands extended over his head in a victory celebration. In ratio three, Gordon also gets a new held sculpt. Dale Earnhardt, the reigning Daytona 500 champ, is depicted in a new uniform for 1998. In addition, later in the year, in ratio three, Earnhardt is depicted in a new pose where he is sitting on the pit wall, the wall of pit row, with his arms crossed over his body, this ratio will also debut with a new sculpt without his sunglasses. Two-time winner to date on the Winston Cup Series in 1998, Bobby Labonte appears in both his 1997 uniform in the first ratio and in a new pose, the uniform in ratio four, where he's wearing his small soldier's 
movie uniform and sitting on the pit wall waving. This year's starting lineup Winter Circle set offers a wider variety of the most popular drivers. Dale Jarrett, winner of the 1998 MBNA Platinum 400, appears in his 1997 uniform along with his 1997 Rookie of the Year Mike Skinner. Warburton appears in his 1998 Green MNBA uniform. So that's the verbiage on that. Yeah, and I think they had a typo in that too because they said uh, Jeff Gordon had a new held sculpt. It should be head sculpt. <laughs> yeah. And then the other article, I didn't, I couldn't find anything for 1999, but the uh, purple area on the right is new for race fans. And the NASCAR is the number one spectator sport in America. There's nothing like it anywhere for the combination of thrilling high-speed action and great racing personalities. Starting Lap and Winston, Winter Circle will make four new limited edition figures in 2000 for collectors who enjoyed the exciting sport. They will be posed in the Rooftop Celebration, and quotes, series, arms up celebrating victory just out of the driver's seat. These figures feature new detailed sculptings and are the best motorsports likeness we have ever done. The series is an exclusive for Walmart and will be available in stores in October for a limited time. So who will we see in the set? Very popular Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, and Tony Stewart. Each will come with a figure and a replica of the roof of the winning car. So that's all I have uh, for 98 and 2000. Yeah, it, it's funny because they had one, two, three, looks like I think seven in 1997. Mm -hmm. And then in uh, 98, they had, I think, 11 or so. And then 99, it went, went back down to five. And in 2000, it went to four. So you could see it, it ramped up and then it, it kind of declined. I wouldn't put all of that on NASCAR, though. No. Because starting lineups started to decline, and then they uh, kind of reworked. The peak was like 98, 99. Was there a peak? Uh, I, personally, I think the peak for them was like 94, 95-ish. But then they started to decline, and then they reworked their design for their sports figures to where they were more lifelike because of McFarlane, but yeah, I, I don't know that the decline in the numbers for NASCAR is NASCAR's fault. I guess maybe for once, but so here the the checklist that I've or I found from like the tough stuff where they had listed them, but you can see yeah. like the different with Dale Earnhardt with the Burger King logo without everything is basically the same price. It didn't look like there was a a premium so, for one yeah. or the other. So, and again, this is an old price guide when tough stuff kind of went out they left their price guides and stuff up so but i was really using it or showing it to give you an idea of more as a checklist of the different versions and what was available so but one thing i did learn i guess with the 2000 racing winter circle they were all walmart exclusives yeah that's that's why i was out chasing those things at two and three in the morning so I think I have one more slide, and that'll give you the 1998 case assortments there, the 4, 8, 10, and 11. And then you can see, like, the dates that they shipped. Those, that came from 
the starting lineup newsletter, and then you see in the '98 they made these Winter Circle Champ legacies. So again, in '98 they start. I think Jump the Shark. They produced a lot of different stuff. Do you have pictures of the legacy ones? What do you mean legacy? Those box sets. Oh, that checklist I, right there. Do you have? Yeah, any yeah. I do. I don't. Okay, hold but, on. But I uh, there was in 1999 they did do 12 inch figures with the Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and Rusty Wallace. I think we have one of those. Logan, you wanna? Yeah, I've got one with me right here. It's the Dale Earnhardt from the 12 inch. Those aren't bad. Some of the baseballs were pretty poor, in my opinion. Those actually don't look bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I was just thinking they had the hockey too, right? They had the yeah, they had basketball, and football, then, yeah. And then baseball, they had some exclusive like Mickey Mantle. Logan, that and looks case fresh. Probably is. It pretty <laughs> much is because it's been sitting on the shelf. This is probably the first time I've held this thing, probably since it was new. I went and got it a while ago for all the viewers and listeners. So let me share this thing. The other where one. else in the internet or the world are you going to get this kind of content and, and uh, information on exactly. starting lineups for NASCAR? So, and I've also got one of the rooftop celebration ones with Tony Stewart. So those I think are, are kind of rare because you don't see them too much and. Uh, so they they ditched the card and put the rooftop, and that that was one of the things I was going to ask you guys. So, is there an opportunity to like get ninety seven cards and get those graded right and and build a starting lineup set of cards? I see people do that, like the Gord the Gordons here, right? The uh, Michael Jordan cards and and stuff right. like that, and, and get those encapsulated and stuff. So. Especially for Earnhardt, who has a massive, you know, following, or Jeff Gordon, at least those guys. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look into some of that. Yeah, and here's one of the first year ones right here, the Bobby Labonte with the blonde hair. Yeah, so I was gonna say that's the blonde then. That's the blonde hair, and of course you see it's got it's got the trading card. Mm-hmm. Which you know, for me, that was that was a this was a double collectible back then because of the card and the figure. I I, I collected it because of both of them. And on I'm the back, the same way. check out check out the back. It does have the checklist, and it shows Jeremy Mayfield, which was never produced that year, or Mike Skinner. Right. Yeah, it was supposed to be that in that last part. assortment, and then they kind of bailed out of that assortment and never made it. So, but packaging yeah. was all produced. And of course, you could join the collector club back then. Right, and that's what I, that's what I did, and that's where some of those articles had come from. So yeah, Just, these, these are pretty cool. I mean, as you can see, mine just kind of sit they don't they don't get fondled a lot they're they're in really good shape but that's that's the bobby labani from the very first year thought that was pretty cool did you find it jason yeah i got it uh so these are the ones can you see it yes 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 okay now i remember those yes i thought these were the best because they didn't do this for the other sports they did like some award winners and some team sets for the sports but they didn't do the single with like a an extra thing for a few years. They did it in the early nineties, but not in the later nineties. So I always thought these were pretty cool. And what is that going for? Was that an eBay auction? I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because some are free shipping and some aren't, and it's a bigger item. It's not like a trading card. So right, eh, ten bucks, ten or twelve dollars. 
something like that. But there's it's you know Gordon, of course, Dale. I think Tony Stewart had one. I forget who else you had the checklist up there, but yeah, there were, there were five different Earnhardts, two Gordons, and a Rusty Wallace. I think. Yeah, there's a lot oh, of Earnhardts. I thought uh, Tony had one. And it could be that I, I think this was probably well. I don't know. I was gonna oh, say he hadn't won a championship man. by that time yet. But you can get was it uh, five of the Earnhardts uh, championships or the Daytona? I guess the 80, 86, 93, 94 champ and the ninety eight Daytona. So, but you know they won't break the bank. And if you're looking for alternatives, you know try to rekindle or or give some of that information out so people can make you know decisions and learn about some of the stuff that because i can't believe how long it's been since that that stuff's been out wow I feel yeah, and honestly if you're a card collector you can find a lot of these really cheap because the boxes are dirty and mangled but once you take the figure and the card out they're still clean they're still new i mean so you can get that stuff fairly cheap and we talk about all the time nascar stuff people usually are trying to close to give away so <laughs> yeah, nobody wants NASCAR stuff except for NASCAR collectors, which is good. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I might think about trying to get a few cards and send them into PSA. See, see how they do. I was thinking the same thing. I was wondering how long it was going to take him to say it. <laughs> well, I said it. And he didn't buy it, but now I think it's yep. sucking in. So, <laughs> anyway, and, now, um, are there any rookie cards? There only would have been had Mike Skinner been produced, correct? Yeah, I don't think any of them would have been their first card because, like, John yeah. Forbes and those guys were earlier. Uh, yeah. Kenny Irwin would have been maybe a rookie at that point because I think his cards were around that time. Yeah, I think, I yeah, he could, it, yes. But unfortunately, he passed away in 2000. Well, that's all I have for the starting lineup mm-hmm. stuff. Unless uh, there's anything else we want to tag on to that. Uh, I, I just want to say it's a cheap, fun collectible. You know, you can't, you really can't beat it for the price. Right. Yeah, Kenny Irwin, that would have been a rookie card. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Bell sleeping. That's my. If you hear <laughs> snoring, that is my puppy girl snoring right now. She, Laying like right down here. <laughs> so if there's nothing else, I guess uh, cue the music. Yeah, I say uh, cue the music. All right, welcome to this week's King's Court. And guess what we're going to start out with? We're going to start out with our Joker of the week, which is an odd card. It's the actually this was on the twenty sixth. This is the Max Verstappen F one U.S. Grand Prix Tops promo card that they gave out. It had a buy it now price of one hundred fifteen dollars, and somebody went, "Click, I want it now," so they bought it. Yeah, so that gives us a, um, a photo of the back. Yeah, it's pretty generic. It, it really doesn't say anything about the drivers per se. It just says yeah, nothing, hey, not numbered or nothing. Cards. I do like that picture though, and I do like, you know, we got that Formula One United States Grand Prix up there, twenty twenty two. Definitely yeah, now, like that better than the cars. 
Now, is that black printing or is that embossed? Do we know on on the the logo up there? It looks like I, it's just black printing. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I've got a a set coming, so. Look at you! Already bought a set. I again, I like them. I thought the cars. I didn't wasn't a big fan of just the cars, but you know, show me a driver. That's a different story. So they just, yep. I think, it's got a little more character. Yep. So yeah, I really like that card. I like. I just like the the simplicity of the card. Not only that, it's on you know, it's not on you know, high gloss cardstock. So to me, it's more old school, which is what I like. And I just think it's a cool card. Yeah, it kind of looks retro, right? It does kind of look retro. So I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. So next up is our Jack of the Week. This was on the 22nd. It's a 2020 Yuki Sonoda. It's a red refractor, super short print out of five. And it's a pop one, I guess, in PSA. And this sold out of, and, and this is, I've had a lot of cards this week from different countries. This is one of them. This this was sold out of Australia for seven thousand Australia. Well, they were uh, yeah, ten thousand Australian, but yeah, they were yeah ten thousand Australian dollars, which equates to six thousand three hundred ninety-seven dollars and fifty cents in U.S. And it sold for best offer of seven thousand Australian, which in U.S. equates to four thousand five hundred fifty-five dollars and ninety-five cents. Wow, I don't think we've had a card of him on here before. I don't. I, I can't remember one. We may have had one, but yeah, it might uh, have been an autograph. Uh, I think, but you know, uh, numbered out of five for uh, about five grand. Whew. Yeah, and he's uh he's a puppy. I think he's um like twenty two years old, something like that. He's I think he was born like in two thousand or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to believe. I remember I remember two thousand. I was sick as a dog sitting on my couch watching the the rocking New Year's Eve thing. Well, you're just holding up the 2000 Tony Stewart roof celebration starting lineup. Yeah, I bought then too. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of crazy how all this stuff works out. Yep. But yeah, I think that's a pretty cool card. I like the way it looks. It's a it's a nice looking card. It's a PSA 10. Um, so working on that PSA registry set. Yeah, <laughs> not me. <laughs> me either. All right. So next up is going to be our queen of the week. This was also on the 22nd of October. It's a 2018 Panini certified Danica Patrick, one of one. Wow. Certified materials. And here's another one that was a buy it now. Somebody went, click, I'm buying Danica for wow. 1200 bucks. One of one. Yeah, it's a, it's a patch auto. 2018 certified. Yeah. There you go. So what yeah. is that? Is that I guess that's tire? Looks like a tire to me. It's like part, part of good. Oh, maybe it's part of a Goodyear wing or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the Goodyear logo. Yep. All right. Next up is our King of the Week. This is on the twenty fourth of October. It's a twenty twenty one Topps Dynasty F one Max Verstappen. Sergio Perez. So actually, it's really our kings of the week. It's a dual patch auto, four of ten. It's also a PSA ten, and it went for it actually went out to bidding. It went for four thousand one hundred and one dollar with twenty four bids. 
Wow. So compare that to the Yuki Sonoda we just saw. You know, it was like about a little bit more than this, but. Yep. Um, just put it in the context. So this is a four, four of 10 PSA 10 dual auto with these guys. Wow. Yeah. And it's dynasty and it's also a Propstein auction as well. So, you know, usually those things seem to go a little higher. Yeah. Oh, and it's 2021, not 2020. Okay. That's true. Yeah. It's 2021. It's not the first year, 2020. But 24 bids, $4,000. Yeah. And that's a nice looking card. Those patches. I don't know where they came from though. I'm looking. I can't figure it out. I was looking at Perez's first, but I don't yeah, see. Yeah, Perez would probably be a little bit easier to figure out. That's what I thought, but not working out so far. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I thought that was a nice card, though. Very nice. All right, so moving on to our ace of the week. This will be a one-of-one. One. This was on the 22nd of October. It's a twenty, another 2021 Topps Dynasty. It's an F1 Fernando Orlando memorabilia one of one. Check that out. Now that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. And is that F1 for Fernando and one one of one with their with their um, copyright or whatever it is circle there? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure exactly what that is. Uh, again, we'll let our resident expert maybe see if he can figure it out. I did just but, find Sergio's, so I did figure that out. That but, has to be like F one. Okay, go ahead, talk. Yeah, I was going to say that this card went out to bidding. It went for sixty two hundred dollars wow. with thirty nine bids. Wow! But it is one of one. But it is ungraded as well. Well, if it's got the F one logo in there, that's pretty cool. I don't know about yeah. that uniform, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool card. I mean, I, I think we've had a lot of Dynasty cards in here, but I don't know that we've really had a lot of one-of-one -one Dynasty cards. So this may yeah. be the first one. I'd have to go back on my notes and see. But, and I don't remember a logo like that either. No, I don't either. That's kind of kind of generic because it's not that, that swooped-over <laughs> F1 logo. It just says F1 with the rest of your trademark. Yeah. But yep, that's a that's a pretty cool card. Six two hundred dollars. Yep. So rounding out this week with our royal flush, <laughs> my snoring dog. Uh, <laughs> this was on the twenty fourth of October, and it's a tw another twenty twenty one tops chrome F one Lewis Hamilton, and it's the rare purple variation, and it's number six of ten. And it's in a VGS holder. It's a VGS 9. And it went out for bidding. It went for $7,201 with 44 bids. Yeah, so that's Sapphire. 2021 yeah. Chrome Sapphire. Yeah, that's nice, man. Yeah. That purple on the helmet and the purple in the background with the blue. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that thing pops out. Sure does. You know, there's another one out there right now for a buy it now price. It's a top it tops. It's a uh, PSA nine, and they're asking fifteen fifteen thousand dollars for it. I don't know what it'll eventually go for, wow. but it is a PSA nine, and it's it's also out of ten, just like this one. But but that's a really nice card. Like I said, it really pops with that purple, um, and it's beautiful. 
And in case nobody noticed, all of our cards this week, with the exception of Danica, were all F1. There were no NASCAR drivers on here, like I said, with the exception of Danica. But she was at the Formula One race this weekend. So really, it's pretty much an all F1 Kings Court this week. Yeah. Well, thank you. So hope you Ah. liked it. There you go. I got it. You got it? I got it. Pull up Fernando Alonso. So there's the F1. So I'm thinking. Let me get this up here real quick. Let me share the screen. I hate that they change it to present. Yeah, I know. I'm going to stop so I can remove mine. There you go. Okay. So. On the back jacket, where it says F1 team under the hood, right there. Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay, so, that's so back, from the front. Back. and it's from the jacket. I never expected the jacket. Yeah. All right, so there's that one. Now pull up. Perez and Verstappen. Okay, give me a Please. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's cheaper for tops to cut up a cut up a jacket than it is a uniform. Probably more accessible too. True. All right. Okay. So, can you zoom in on? Uh, Perez. Okay, so see the red lines and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, let me do, do, do. Right in there. Ah, on the sleeve. I don't think that's is that, even the sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his rib cage. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's behind the uh, his arm and the on the one. Yeah. yeah, very good. I'm impressed. That's why Jason is vice president of image location. You know what? If that was a thing, I would sign up for it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Patch locating department. <laughs> I have a feeling that you did one of those. What's difference in this photo and the the other ones <laughs> when you were a kid in the doctor's I office? Okay that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was pretty pumped about. I forgot that I was on camera and I wasn't muted, but I was pretty pumped about Fernando Alonso because I've had a feeling with it being the F1 logo, that it was going to be in, like, a weird spot. Gotcha. So. Yeah. But anyways. Well, well I think uh, that's all we got today. And um, hold on. I want to give a shout-out to Skid Marks. And I didn't buy these for the YouTube comments. And our new subscriber, I guess it's Juki9144. And if you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel, give you a shout out as well. We appreciate everybody um, watching and listening to the show. So, yes, sir, Logan. Okay, one quick thing. 
tickets for the Las Vegas Grand Prix next year have just gone on sale, or they haven't gone on sale. They're going to go on sale November 1st at 10 a.m. They didn't say what, if it was Pacific time, whatever time it was, Eastern time, but it's 10 a.m. sometime on November 1st. And guess what the starting price of the tickets are going to be? $369. We'll do prices right. Higher. $795. Lower. $695. Lower. $500. Ding, ding, ding. $500. The reason I said that because I think that was the price for uh, North Wilkesboro at the All-Star Race was like $369. Wow. So what I'm hearing so is F F one. Yes. I'm hearing that tickets go on sale November first. Logan's birthday is November fourth. Just coincidentally just happens to be close together is what I'm hearing. Right. You never know. When maybe, is the, maybe I could talk my wife into going to, to uh to Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. When is that race? I don't know that they put the schedule out, have they? I'm it's I'm just, not sure. It's sometime in twenty three. Just be ready. Yeah, be ready after spending that yeah. spending, you know, thousand dollars, whatever. I guess we got to go or go to Chicago Road Race for NASCAR. So anyway, I, we digress. But I wanted to make sure we thank our sponsor, Panini America, and also please like if you enjoy the show and get something out of it, been informational for you to uh, leave a comment. We uh, we read those. We appreciate it. Oh, I know I forgot to do one thing. I guess, I don't know if I want to hit it real quick or not, but the user-submitted photos of cards. I know Carl Curtis had this beauty here, this uh, Chase Edwards Silver Prism Auto. Those Chase are getting tough Edwards. to find. Chase Elliott. They're getting, uh, they're getting tough to find. And then this beautiful Bubba Wallace patch from Stefan out of Boxer Chronicles. So very nice one-on-one. Yeah, that's a cool one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, and then uh, something I picked up, this uh, Jimmy Johnson rookie autograph for $34. That was a steal, literally. Which, yeah, which, um, which surprised me. I had put that low bid in and then never paid any more attention to it. And then I got a message, hey, <laughs> you need to pay for your auction. I was like, what? So anyway. Want to show those folks? Yes, sir. The Las Vegas Grand Prix is November 18th next year. The schedule is out. All right. And spend a little. That's going to be end of the like end of the season. Uh, let's see. They go after that. They go to Abu Dhabi. And yeah, that, that's it. So it's all, it could be a championship deciding race as well. That's where I was going with that. So, yep. And two more things. Top freaking Gibbs and hashtag skid marks. All right. Uh, yeah, so NASCAR season's winding down. F1's winding down. So, But, again, thanks for everybody for uh, watching the podcast, listening. We appreciate it very much. And uh, hope you have a great uh, race weekend. And uh, let's see if I can find the outro. <laughs> and we are out of here eventually. All right, here we go. <laughs>